Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to episode number 71 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes. Uh, there are a couple things I want to uh, catch you up on. A few news items uh, related to, to Disney Cruise Line that have happened since uh, the release of our last episode. Uh, of course, I talked last time about the official cancellation of the Alaska season on The Wonder this year. Uh, and on Monday, Disney Cruise Line officially announced the cancellation of the Magic's European season, which includes that westbound transatlantic cruise uh, at the end that brings the the ship back to the united states um so this takes some of the fleet's canceled cruises all the way into october so it really remains to be seen what's going to happen with the rest of the fleet from here on out so uh hoping for some new news uh sooner rather than later that would be awesome in other notable Disney news, the Disneyland Resort announced its plans for reopening on Wednesday, and the proposal is for the downtown Disney District to reopen on July 9th, uh, with the Disneyland Park and California Adventure Park opening on July 17th. Uh, and then finally, the Grand Californian and the Paradise Pier Hotel will plan to reopen on July 23rd. So this follows a, a similar pattern for the Walt Disney World reopening timeline, but uh, more specific details in terms of um, specific processes and safety protocols and stuff like that um, have yet to been have yet to be released. So we'll look out for those. I'll certainly be uh, keeping close eye on those as well. I have been saying that uh, before we learn anything about the cruise lines return to operations, I felt that we need to uh, see plans for uh, for Disneyland first. Um, so that's some good news. Once the plans have been finalized, hopefully the the information on the cruise line will follow. Um, but uh, things are moving along, and, and the Disney destinations are starting to op- open back up. So uh, hopefully it all happens without major issues. So really looking forward to that. So moving on to tonight's episode, I have invited a few listeners onto the show to play some Disney Cruise-themed Would You Rather. And uh, I'm going to do something different I haven't done before. I'm going to let uh, each of the guests introduce themselves. Um so uh, we'll you know we'll start, and if you could just tell us your name, where you're from, and how many Disney cruises, how many Disney cruises you've taken, uh, and then finally your favorite Disney cruise memory. I'm Christina. I'm from Massachusetts, and I've been on five Disney cruises. We just made gold in February, right before everything shut down. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> My favorite cruise memory, I think, goes back to our cruise in 2011 in the Mediterranean, um, where we saw the Colosseum and Pompeii. Um, We climbed the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It was my husband's and I, uh, one-year anniversary. Um, All five cruises we've done, just the two of us. But I think 
that was like probably the most special of like really cool places to go and see on this awesome cruise line. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, my name's Brian. Um, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, we have been on uh, two Disney cruises. We had our third scheduled in uh, September, uh, but with everything going on with COVID, we decided to bump that back. So we're going next in uh, September 2021. Nice. Um, and our favorite, I would say our favorite memory as a family, honestly, is just the the magic of the whole experience. Um I was talking with my wife about this because honestly, to pinpoint one thing is is a <laughs> it's challenge. <hard. laughs> it's all right. It's all a blast. But yeah. um, we took our our youngest uh, daughter on the last cruise. She uh, it was it was amazing how at the beginning of the experience she was really reluctant to to get to know the characters and to to even smile for a picture to want to be close to them. And by the end of the experience, she's running up and you know. Yeah. hugging Mickey and hugging Donald and hugging all the other characters. So just, uh, you know, just the experience really for us, for our kids has just been, uh, incredible. We, that's, we love it. That's awesome. Hi, I'm Ed from Long Island. I've been on seven Disney and I would, um, say one of my favorite memories was being on the inaugural cruise to Bermuda back in 2018. Nice. That's awesome. That's a good one. Um, Christina, you said you uh, sailed right before this all happened. What was what what was your most recent cruise? So it was so um, my husband and I are both educators. So it was a February break here in Massachusetts, like the third week of February. Um, and we went on a seven night on the fantasy Star Wars Day at Sea. Nice. Uh, Western Caribbean. It was very nice. It was interesting because this was all starting to happen. And I had also fractured my ankle in uh, the end of December. <laughs> so I was like still on a walking boot. So it was, it was like, oh, like it was nice to take a kind of relaxing yeah. vacation and not be in like as much of a rush. But I was glad we got it in and yeah. I didn't decide to cancel when all this ended up happening. Same. Yeah. Our our most recent cruise was at the end of February, too, out of Miami. And uh, we just got I wasn't sure we were going to have it. And uh, we ended up doing it. So I felt the same way. I was glad to good to get it in. So um, awesome. So thank you all for coming on the show, Ed, Brian and Christina. I uh, I'm excited for tonight. So here's what we're going to do. It's very simple. Um, I've come up with several different scenarios and all you have to do is choose which of the two that you would rather? So as a very basic example, and this is not one that, uh, that we'll be doing, um, I probably don't even need to do this, but if, uh, if I said, would you rather sail on the Disney Dream or the Disney Fantasy, um, I'd go to each one of you and you would just tell me your preference and, ex- and uh, explain why you, you know, why you choose what you did. Um, so does that make sense? Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. It's one of the one of the less confusing uh, games that I've that I've played on this show. So <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I get a little wordy with my explanations because I'm not sure they're going to make sense to the listeners. But this one's very simple. So um, perfect. So uh, so let's get going. So once again, for this first one, we'll start with Christina. Um, so Christina, would you rather take a transatlantic cruise or a Panama Canal cruise? So. Both of them are really hard for me to do because of school vacation schedules. But um, if I was able to do one or the other, I would choose the Panama Canal cruise. I'd want to do the westward bound one because I think that's better with the time wise. Sure. Um, I would just I'd like to see the Panama Canal, the locks. Um, I'm a history teacher and I actually oh. teach a little bit about the Panama Canal. Oh, cool. So I think it would be really cool to see um, 
coming out of New Orleans, the current um, cruise is kind of cool. I've never been to New Orleans. I would be interested in going there, too. Um, but I'd love to do the transatlantic too. It's a hard choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I meant to uh, I meant to put a disclaimer at the beginning. You have to choose one. So good job picking one and sticking with it. How Brian? How about you? Yeah, I think I'd go with the Panama Canal as well. Just because number one, I th- I do think to to cruise out of New Orleans would would be really neat, especially with the Wonder post dry dock having Tiana's place. Like to be able to be you know. In, on the wonder going out of you know new orleans all of that kind of feel would be neat and then i've i mean i'm just fascinated with the with the locks and everything i mean i've watched countless youtube videos just watching the the wonder <laughs> i watched the disney cruise line blog the other day showing uh oh yeah him showing the yeah. video of it going uh, through yeah. and i was like that's cool. just like the 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 uh, the uniqueness of that i think it would be uh, a really cool experience yeah, to have for sure ed how about you so me, I'm, I would choose the transatlantic. Okay. Because as you know, as we've talked about, I'm a huge fan of the magic. Yeah, I know you are. And so <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely choose that itinerary because of the amount of sea days sure. and the ship. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, so for me, it's this is really hard for me. I, it sort of depends on who I'm cruising with. So if it's it's just my wife and I, I would choose the transatlantic because uh, because of the sea days. We love sea days, but they're they're difficult with kids, with young kids. Um, at least at least a bunch of them are difficult. We could you know manage a few here and there, but I don't think six or seven in a row they do uh, very well with. Um, but if it was the whole family, I would probably choose the Panama Canal cruise. But since I got to pick one, I got to stick with my own rules. I'm going to go with Panama Canal uh, just because it's, you know, it's, it's one of my bucket list cruises and one that I'm really interested in doing. So both great choices, though. Um, so uh, can't go wrong for sure. All right. Number two. Would you rather watch an entire movie on Funnel Vision or in the Buena Vista Theater? So, Brian, let's start with you on this one. Man, this one is tough. But I really think I'd have to choose Funnel Vision because it's 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 so unique. Mm. Like, I can go see a movie in – well, I mean, not right now during the COVID season. <laughs> I can go see a movie in a movie theater anywhere. Yeah. And while it is really unique to watch – a movie in a movie theater on a Disney cruise ship while I'm cruising, you know, through the Bahamas or the Caribbean. And that's a neat thing. I think the uniqueness of just being able to watch, you know, some of these classic Disney films mm. on Funnel Vision. I'd, I'd have to go with Funnel Vision. Nice. Ed? I'm going to agree with this one. Funnel Vision all the way because you can, you know, sit under the stars or get a tan depending on the time of the day you're up there with the drink in your hand. It's a little more casual. Like like Brian said, you go to the movie theater at home, you know, on yep. vacation. Yep. Change it up. Yep. Yep. How about you, Christina? Uh, I chose the Buena Vista Theater. Um, honestly, I don't really do much of the movie watching on the cruise. <laughs> I don't really think it's like a good use of time sure. on the cruise. But I have seen a couple in the theater there, and it's it's beautiful theater. It um, I I've never really tried to watch the Funnel Vision, honestly. Like I just <laughs> I guess I'm always going to the adult sure, area, yeah. so yeah, like yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's too many kids, it's too bright, <laughs> it's like too loud here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, awesome. 
I so I I'm gonna go Final Vision for this one myself. It's one of it's actually one of, it's something I like to do. I like to watch the you know one of the classic movies, and we'll typically do it in the evening. Um, you know, once the once it's not so hot anymore, and you know once it, it once it's getting dark because it's fun. Um, I think Ed maybe Brian said to do it under the stars, and you know you can bring a blanket out there and just uh, lay out on one of those uh, pool chairs. So uh, that's that's something I really like to do. So that's uh, that's my choice. All right, so those ones are sort of straightforward. These next ones kind of you know get into a little bit more uh, you know un- not real scenarios, or I guess they're they're just they're not as. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. They're not as straightforward. So um, for number three, would you rather pay a little less for two inside staterooms um, or pay a little more for a deluxe family ocean view stateroom? So basically, you know, do you want more space to spread out and pay a little less or you go okay with being crammed in one big room and have a, have a veranda? Ed, how about you go first? So this one was tough. Um, it definitely depends on who you're sailing with, but in that average situation, I would always go for two inside staterooms, um, you know, where we can kind of spread out a little bit more. Everybody gets a little bit more personal space. Okay. So you're fine just being on the ship? Yeah, you, you could put me down in the kitchen. I don't care <laughs> no, as long as I'm there. <laughs> okay. Christina, how about you? Um, since there's usually just the two of us sailing, um, I would choose the veranda room. But if for some reason we were going with more people, I would definitely choose two inside rooms because um, I think it would be better to have your own space. And I mean, we we sometimes get the veranda when it doesn't cost that much extra. But yeah. even yeah. when we get it, we're like, are, are we really using this as much as we should be for the amount of money we paid for it? Yeah. So I think inside state rooms are just as good sometimes yeah it's it's kind of funny you say that because i i there have been times where i felt like you almost felt like you needed to be in the stateroom and hang out on the veranda because you you know you paid for it so you you almost feel guilty for not spending you know any time out there um so that's a good point how about you brian I think I'd go with uh, Deluxe Family Ocean View with the veranda. And again, I kind of go with what the other said. It kind of depends who you're going with. But for us, we're always going as a family. And for us, it would be a progression. We started with an inside Deluxe Inside Stateroom. This last time, we went with the Deluxe Family Ocean View without a veranda. So now, like the next step for us that we have booked on our next cruise is the deluxe family ocean view with the veranda cool. so if it was just my wife and me i would probably just say the two inside state rooms yeah. but if it's our family which is it usually is yeah. i definitely go with the latter one nice yeah so you know really it's it's, it's hard it, it, it sort of depends on your your situation on this one um you know do you want the veranda experience or do you want to maybe pay a little bit less and have more room to spread out so i for me if i just have to choose i'm going to go with the ocean view veranda i we really enjoy the verandas my wife and i actually get to spend quite a bit of time on them especially cuz um well my kids are getting older now but before when we would cruise with them they you know they go to bed a little bit earlier so uh you know we they'd go to bed and we we could hang out uh, by ourselves on the veranda and just listen to the waves so um, we really enjoy the, the veranda experience. So that's, that's what I would choose for that one. All right. Next one. Would you rather sail seven nights in a concierge stateroom that doesn't visit Castaway Key 
or sail four nights in any other stateroom category and get a Castaway Key Cabana. So, Christina, let's start with you on this one. I'd pick seven nights because I think longer is always better. Um, I've never done concierge and probably never will because I don't think it's really worth the money. (laughs) But if I was, like, given a seven-night concierge cruise, I would like it to be in Alaska on the Wonder because that concierge lounge (laughs) looks like it's really well built for that trip. Yes, for sure. So much inside space to see the cold sights uh, with those big windows. So that's what I would choose. Nice. I've also never had a cabana at Castaway. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's really great too. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Yeah, I kind of go with, with what she said. I mean, I would definitely per- go with the seven nights in the concierge stateroom and I would very much want it to be on an Alaskan cruise <laughs> nice. on the wonder, just because, I mean, the way I look at it is you have an extended you know, exposure to the luxury of concierge versus in a longer cruise or a shorter cruise. And you just have a day at Castaway Key with a cabana. I mean, Castaway Key is a special enough place on its own that a cabana is an added perk, but I don't really feel like I'm missing anything because Castaway Keys, I mean, it's just, it's one of our favorite places in the world, honestly. So agreed. Yeah. Ed, how about you? I'm going to go with the seven night sailing in this situation because, you know, at the end of the day, Castaway K is great and all, but the seven nights in the concierge, you're, you're getting all that extra time on the ship and all in, in that higher level stateroom that you may normally get. So I would definitely, um, opt for that seven night sailing. Okay. Awesome. So clean sweep from you three for the uh, the seven night concierge cruise. I like how uh, Brian and Christina said it. You know, it's 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 going to be an Alaska cruise too. I like how you're picking which uh, which cruise you're doing. But hey, we're, if we're making up scenarios here, then you know, might might as well just uh, go all out and customize it. I'm picking the four night uh, and getting the Castaway Key Cabana. I just Castaway Key is. Like you said, Brian, it's one of my favorite places in the world. And the the cabana experience, uh, I think, is just, you know, it just makes it that much more special. If you haven't done it, I, and I understand they're extremely expensive. Um, but, you know, someday if you, if, if you know, if you're feeling like splurging or you've had a chance to save, I, I definitely recommend, uh, you know, giving it a chance. Um, so that's what I'm choosing. I, uh, but I, maybe I'm just doing it to be different from the rest of you have something different to talk about so <laughs> all right let's move on so would you rather eat all your meals in palo with the same menu or would you rather enjoy the variety of the traditional dining rotation brian let's start with you uh yeah i mean that that's tough but for me it really it would be the second one palo's beautiful we love the view from there we love doing apollo brunch uh we've talked about doing apollo dinner on our on our next cruise but it's really hard to not do the traditional dining rotation because um, the the experience is so um, incredible. I mean, just from the service to the, the the menu and how they're able to theme the menu, and I mean, the experience in Animator's Palette is is an incredible one. So I, I have to go with the uh, go with the traditional dining rotation. How about you, Ed? I'm going to go for the um, rotational dining as well because I love the the different atmospheres that they put you in. And the quality of food is so good, in my opinion, 
why splurge and spend the extra money, especially if you're on a shorter cruise, you don't want to miss out on the rotational dining. If it was a longer cruise, maybe I would opt for the other option. But on a shorter cruise, when you're only there three or four nights, you don't want to miss, you know, one of one of the restaurants. Sure, yeah. All right. How about you, Christina? Uh, this one is really hard for me. I, re- I agree that the traditional rotation is probably what I would choose for the atmosphere and the entertainment. Um, I would probably still get a filet every night and probably fried brie every night. So nice. it's not really about switching up the menu. <laughs> um, but I do really love Paolo. Um, and I was very hesitant to do it because I'm kind of a picky eater. Um, oh. But they were they're very catering to my tastes and were happy to make things exactly how I liked them. So... I really enjoy Palo too, but I think for this, I would choose the the traditional rotation. Okay, nice. I, so I I'm actually gonna agree with all of you. I'm gonna also choose the traditional dining rotation. I Palo is awesome. The fillet is is amazing there. Uh, the scallops are delicious too, and you know they have great great entrees. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I like the I like the variety of the menus. I like that you get a new one every night with new things to choose from. Um, you know, I would never want to miss out on the animator's palette experience, either on the, uh, classic ships or the dream class ships. Um, and you know, there are other menus that I really like too on, you know, within the, throughout the dining rotation. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely don't want to miss out on the traditional dining rotation. I agree with all of you. So clean sweep for, uh, for that one. All right. What's, uh, let's see here. Just checking the. Would you rather be first in line to meet all your favorite characters or would you rather have reserved seats in the Walt Disney Theater? Start with you on this one, Ed. So I'm going to go for the characters, especially if it's a Marvel dance or Star Wars dance because as, as you guys know, if you've been on one of those cruises, some of the lines for the non-ticketed meet and greets can be real. Crazy, yeah. So... I or you just got to get there really early, <laughs> like yeah, an but, hour early. So you wind up spending a, almost an hour waiting to meet Captain America. Right. Or I would take um to be um all the characters first in line, hands down, all any right. day, because okay. I'm a big character guy personally. Awesome. Christina, how about you? I would agree. Um, even though it's just my husband and I, as two adults, we enjoy meeting all the characters, especially in all their different outfits. Um, so the front of the line pass for the characters is what we would do. I agree that, especially on the Marvel Day at Sea, there are so many characters to meet, um, more even than I re- than on the Star Wars Day at Sea. I was almost disappointed that there wasn't more characters to meet at the Star Wars Day at Sea. Mm. Um, that, I've heard that a lot, a actually. Line. Yeah, yeah, that there's such big lines for some of the characters, um, even with the regular characters, you'd save a ton of time uh, by getting a front of line pass there. And plus, for two people, it's pretty easy to find two seats in the theater. I mean, we love going to the shows, but it's not hard to find seats sure. there. Yeah. How about you, Brian? So I would say with this one, it kind of depends who I'm sailing with. Okay. Um, my, wife, my wife and I are both musicians. So if it was just us, I would say the reserve seats in the Walt Disney Theater because we we've only been on the wonder and there is nothing like frozen on the wonder. And so to be able to like experience that up close, that'd be uh, amazing. But there's also, again, uh, like our favorite memory is just the magic of the care, the character experiences. So I think if it was our whole family, 
um, I would say front of the line just to be able to experience as many characters as, yeah. as possible because that's just, I mean, that's one of our kids' favorite memories. Yeah, that's a great point. So I, I actually hadn't even thought of it that way. Me, when I cruise, I, I drive my wife crazy because I'm a person who likes to be at the shows super early to get, you know, to get good seats. And it just drives her insane because she's like, we, you know, we're wasting all that time just sitting in the theater waiting for the show to start when we could be out doing something else. But I just, I like to have good seats. So my thought was I would choose the seats. But you're right, Brian. You know, if I'm with my kids, being able to be at the front of the line for any of the the character meets um, would be really special because the kids would really love that. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go with that one. That's what I'll choose um, because more you know more often than not, I'm gonna be sailing with my kids anyway. So I'll choose uh, for the purposes of the game. I'll choose. Uh, I'll choose that one. Uh, so would you rather have included in the cost of your cruise? Unlimited Wi-Fi or a Shutter's photo package? Uh, I don't remember who we started with last time. Let's start with Christina on this one. So I choose the photo package. We almost always get the photo package. I love meeting the characters and taking all the photos. And like when we went uh, on the Mediterranean, they even had some photographers come to different places with us. Like we have a photo. Oh, nice. From the photo package of us in front of the Trevi Fountain um so oh, wow. disney brought uh photo pass? back in 2011 oh that's, that's <laughs> cool to a couple it was only a couple of places but i Still like we is. have a, a photo of us there that like we couldn't have gotten that photo ourselves probably yeah. yet. Like, and then you could see it like in you know in your portfolio when you got back on the ship yeah. that's yeah. cool nice um and I personally like prefer to be disconnected from the internet on vacation, so I don't really see much value there Sorry, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Brian? My answer is similar. I mean, if I, when I go on a cruise, one of the reasons I intentionally intentionally choose to go on a cruise is to disconnect. Mm. So unlimited Wi-Fi would not be, um, you know, attractive to me. The uh, the the shutters package would be because you know while they will take a photo for you with your cell phone my cell phone photos are never good as the right. shutter photos. Yeah, they're, they're just they're professionally done so it's yeah. it's it's definitely hands down uh the shutters package okay ed how about you millennial so i'm a little biased on this one <laughs> i'm gonna go with the photo package because okay. i'm a photographer on a oh, cruise oh that's ship. right yes that's true yeah. i work I work on a cruise ship as a photographer, so I got to, you know, support my fellow photographers. (laughs) Support the industry. (laughs) But um, I do like Wi-Fi. I like to send out um, updates while I'm on the ship, but they give you that free Wi-Fi on the first day. So as long as you take advantage of that, you know, the photo package all day, that's a good value. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to go with the Wi-Fi. I, I mean, I, I also like to disconnect on these cruises, and I definitely don't spend a lot of time on the Wi-Fi. But I do, you know, try to have, a, you know, a social media presence while I'm on these cruises. Uh, just, you know, take pictures and post things on Twitter or Facebook. Um, and, you know, with the Wi-Fi packages that they have, it's just, it's not really economical to do that. So I have to really limit myself. Um and, you know, we take a ton of pictures with our cell phones and they've always, you know, they're definitely not as good as they would be with, uh, with a professional photographer, but, um, they work, they work well for us. So, um, 
That's what I would choose. All right, next, would you rather spend a rainy day at Castaway Key or would you rather fail to dock at Castaway Key and have a sunny day at sea? Brian, start with you on this one. Yeah, I think I'd go with the second one. Um, We did have part of our last day at Castaway Key was rainy, Mm -hmm. and there was was plenty to do. Um, Our son loves to play basketball. We went and found a little area where there was a little – basketball goals he could shoot in and and the stores and like you know there was there was plenty to do but man uh, a full day at sea if i knew i couldn't make it to castaway a full extra day at sea with you know the kids being able to go to the kids clubs and you know being able to sit up by the pool you know i i I think i'd i think i'd choose that one sure nice ed how about you so I've experienced both in real life. I um, Back in January, my day at Castaway was very rainy. But um, back in 2017, we failed to dock. And honestly, that was one of the best days I've had oh, wow. on a Disney cruise. Nice. The, they went above and beyond to schedule activities. They added a matinee show, um, some crazy character meet and greets that you would never expect on a shorter cruise. Cool. So I would definitely go with um, the surprise sea day. That's awesome. Okay. Christina, how about you? This is a really hard one. I think uh, it kind of depends how rainy the rainy day is. Like, it's a little bit of rain. Uh, I should have put the degree of the rain in the question. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you're at Castaway and you're swimming already, you're yeah. already wet. So, like, a little bit of rain is not a big sure. deal, but it's going to, like, be thundering all day <laughs> yep. that you can't do very much yeah. at Castaway, then a sea day would be better. I mean, the sea days are so great. Um, when I was on the cruise in February, we weren't able to get to Grand Cayman. And so we had a surprise sea day and, you know, like they put out Apollo brunch, which was great. We ended up being our third Apollo brunch of the trip. Nice. The adult pool, like they put out live music there. That's like one of my favorite things to do is just like be in the pool and listen to live music. You can, if you're on the dream and the fantasy, I really love the rainforest rooms there and those heated tile loungers. So there's so much good stuff to do at the day yeah. at sea. I think that's probably what I would pick if it okay. if I didn't know how rainy it would be. Sure. All right. And Brian, how about you? I answer that one. Oh, sorry about that. I knew that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just so uh, caught up in trying to make they, sure I get it in the right they order. They thoroughly convinced me my answer was the right one. So. <laughs> um, so this one, it's a really hard one. We have very fortunately knock on wood always been able to dock at Castawiki, so we've never um you know missed it we did have uh, a really rainy day on our last one that cut our day short um and so i i think i'm gonna go with the you know the sunny day at sea i think you know weather weather <coughs> plays a big part in just your your overall mood on vacation i feel like and when it's you know cloudy and overcast and rainy i don't know even though you're on vacation and you're you know in this tropical island that's amazing there's just something about rain that kind of you know puts a damper on things so um i'll go with the sea day i i may regret my answer later but that's i'm gonna that's what i'm going with right now um i'm gonna skip uh number nine because i i never liked it in the first place and uh (laughs) i we're doing okay on time right now so i'm gonna skip number nine we'll go to number ten so um would you rather have no line for the aqueduct or an empty jacuzzi all to yourself on the adults only deck? And uh, let's start with Ed on this one. I'm going to go for the aqueduct on this one because if you've ever been on a dream class ship, you know that line could <laughs> wrap 
all the way around, <laughs> yeah, you know, deck 12. So I would go for no line on that all day because a jacuzzi, you got hot tubs on land, you know. You don't have a water roller coaster yep. easily accessible at yep, all right. in any means on land. So I would go for the aqueduct hands down. Okay. Christina, how about you? I 100% agree. Um, I've only been on the Dream Class ships once, and so I haven't really done the aqueduct that many times, but there was always kind of a, lot, a pretty decent line when I was there. I would definitely vote for that. I literally have a hot tub in my backyard, so oh. there's, there's, no, there's no need for me <laughs> yeah. to choose the hot tub in this scenario. Got it. You're all magic class people. You're, you're my people. That's awesome. Brian, how about you? You know, honestly, my answer is probably a little um, bias since spring break started for my kids and never ended because uh, they never <laughs> went back to school. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on the other side and say I'd rather have an empty jacuzzi nice. to myself. I, lo- I love my children, but uh, after three months without a break from them, I- I'd go for an empty jacuzzi yeah. on the adults today. Yeah, that's funny. But the aqueduct is is uh, an incredible experience. So that no no negating that at all. Yeah, I uh, it's I it's this is a really hard one for me. I absolutely love the aqueduct. It's one of my favorite you know Disney cruise experiences. Um, and you know, we get to do it a handful of times on every cruise and I, you know, I don't mind standing in line for, uh, the amount of times that we do it. We try to pick times where the lines are a little bit shorter. So I'm going to go with the empty, empty jacuzzi to myself because that to me is just like pure relaxation on vacation. You know, someone has the kids, you know, you're just there, the, exactly the, you're, you're by yourself, no one else around you, just relaxing in the warm hot tub. That's like that's like perfect vacation paradise for me. So I'm going with that one, but you know, no knock on the aqueduct because I absolutely love it. So, uh, moving on to the next one. Um, so would you rather as the platinum perk, would you rather keep the Polo meal, uh, the free Polo meal as a platinum perk, or would you rather have the option to have a free massage in the spa instead? I have no idea who went first any last time anymore. So let's start with, uh, Ed on this one. So for this one, I would go with the massage just because the food is so amazing because they offer a main dining lunch every day. So, you know, why waste and main dining dinner? So you could eat every meal, sit down if you want. So it's not like you have to go to Palo for lunch if you want sit down for lunch. So um, I would go for the spa because it's a little different. Nice. Christina, how about you? I, I disagree that Palo brunch and, and main dining lunch should be anywhere in the same category. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say main dining dinner and Palo dinner. I feel like there's less of a gap there, but Palo brunch is like so far above <laughs> main dining or lunch. Um, but that being said, I would still go for the free massage. I love a good massage. Um, I've never gotten one on the ships because I think they're like so expensive. Um, but I think it would be nice to get one free. Um, I would be tempted to try the one at Serenity Bay on mm. Castaway. That would be cool. That would be cool. Brian, how about you? Yeah, I think I'd go with the free Paulo meal. Um, you know, uh, that's one of the things I enjoy so much. I mean, the 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 food is just is so well done from the Paulo brunch to the uh, rotational uh, dining in the restaurants. Um, I mean, the massage the massage is great. We've We've experienced that, and those those are awesome. Um, 
Apollo is just such a, a cool place with a great view, and and we just enjoy it so much. And plus, if it was like Apollo dinner, we've only done Apollo brunch, so mm. Apollo dinner would be sure, something yeah. different. So I think I'd go with that one. Awesome. I For this one, I'm going to go with the massage, um, and really it's just to mix it up a little bit. I You know, we've... We enjoy getting the massages on the cruises. I mean, we haven't done it since we've had kids, but um, it, you know, it's a great experience, and that would be—I think—that would be a cool Castaway Club perk. I always thing I always say and I always recommend is if you do a massage on a cruise, just ask them not to do the whole sales pitch at the end because they'll use like these creams and stuff on you, and then they'll you know ask you like where you had tension, and then depending on what you say, they'll try to sell you this this you know these things that uh uh that they use on you and i don't know it's you just have this like really relaxing experience and then at the end you're just really put off by the the sales pitch so um anyway that's just a a little side note but i i would definitely go with the the free massage um I, i have three more here so we'll go through those um would you rather go on one very expensive port adventure that you've always wanted to do or do less expensive port adventures in each port of call that you visit. So, Christina, let's start with you on this one. I think I'd choose less expensive at every port um, I visit. There's not really like one very, very expensive port adventure that stands out to me. Um, it was probably like really irresponsible use of my money 10 years ago to spend like $500 on a day at Rome <laughs> when we were brand newly new married, but we didn't realize how irresponsible that was yet. <laughs> Um, but those were pretty expensive port adventures. Um, the other, I think big port adventure I've done is the dolphin swim, um, and NASA blue lagoon. Um, but in general, I think less expensive at every port. Okay. Brian, how about you? Uh, I think, you know, I would go the opposite. Um, I would probably go for the one very expensive port adventure. Uh, again, I also have to caveat. It depends what it is. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I listened to your last episode, and you talked about the dog mushing, and you talked about how extremely expensive it was. If I was doing Alaska, uh, I, like based upon your description of that, I was like, man, I'd be okay with doing that and not doing anything else, just because I can take in the the view, yeah. you know, everywhere that I'm at in Alaska, and then just splurge on one thing. Sure. Um, but you know, if like if it's somewhere in the in the you know, in the Bahamas or the Caribbean on one of the, you know, either class of ships, usually in, in the towns, there's enough to do that's inexpensive or sometimes free by just walking around that I would probably choose that if I was on, you know, on one of the maybe Bahamian or or Caribbean cruises. So, all right. Ed, how about you? Um, before I get into this, Brian, helicopter and dog sled, excursion in alaska 10 out of 10 stars must <laughs> all right now i know um i would definitely go for an expensive port adventure because um i don't want to waste every day of my cruise having to wake up early be at the meeting spot go down the gangway to go off the ship for who knows how long get back possibly late hmm. get ready for dinner and then go see your show and then your day's over yeah if you only use one day on a port excursion you can you don't have to stress out about you know because on the port excursions they are long days even if it's a short port yeah. excursion because they always have early meeting times and all so i would um True. feel yeah. more relaxed by doing only one 
more expensive port excursion rather than a bunch of cheaper port excursions. Yeah. I think it's a good point. I didn't, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. You know, it's, there is something we said about being on vacation and not having every single, you know, hour planned for you. Um, so I can definitely, uh, relate to that. Um, you know, but you know, I also do enjoy being able to do things in the ports of call. I think one of the nice things about not having port adventures is, you know, kind of being able to, uh, visit, uh, ports of call on your own and just kind of explore a little bit. Some of the ports that you visit though, aren't really very conducive to that. So it kind of depends where you're visiting. I'm going to go with the expensive port adventure. And for the, you know, for the reason Brian mentioned, I, I, I've, I've, I've been there before. I've, I've done it. I've had that experience where you've done one, you know, basically put all your, all your eggs in one basket and did one really expensive port adventure. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it didn't disappoint. So as long as you pick the right one, the right expensive one, I think, uh, I think it works out. Okay. Um, all right. If you were a cast member, would you rather be a character or would you rather be a stage performer? Start with you on this one, Brian. How's your how's your singing voice? Yeah, so I'd rather be the stage performer. I mean, the idea of thinking about being in one of those hot character suits all day long, that just sounds miserable. Yeah. So uh, undoubtedly, I'd rather be a stage performer. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you well, well versed in the performing arts? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'd be game for it. Ed, how about you? I'm going to go for stage performer as well because, um, you know, our character friends, every interaction is different. So you got to be prepared for a lot of things. On the stage, you're doing the same thing every three nights. So you know exactly what's in store for you when you wake up. You know, whereas um, characters, you got to be like, off the top of your hat, what yeah, what no, am I going right. to say or what am I going to do? Yeah. So it's very, you know, on the spot. That's a good point. Christina, how about you? I completely agree. The characters just looks like so much work being able to have those <laughs> like really special interactive moments with every family, family after family. Yeah. Um, I don't have any musical talent whatsoever, but I would still, of these two options, choose stage performer. Okay. I'll just be like in the back waving <laughs> or something. Be like a tree prop or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, you guys all made great points. You guys all have talked about things that I never even thought of when I was, uh, you know, preparing for myself. So, um, I, I think I would go with character. I think, you know, I think it'd be cool to just, be able to see the smiles on the kids' faces or, you know, just the joy that, um, you know, that it brings to all the kids. I, but I, I didn't even think about the fact that you have to sort of, uh, you know, wing it in pretty much every scenario that you're in, you know. Um, I think for some of the ones that uh, don't talk, I think that would be a whole lot easier. But um, I'm sticking with it, but I, I, I don't feel as confident in my answer as I, uh, as I did before coming on the show, so... Um, I think the ones that don't talk are even harder because then you're trying to like they're trying to mimic. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I mean, that, try to try to try to say things without saying things. Yeah. With limited visibility. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. No, true. that's true. Very Christine, true. are you wearing a Captain Mini T-shirt? I am. Awesome. Nice. I just noticed that right now. All right, so this is the last question, and this is this was less about you know the game and more about just getting your opinions. I want to kind of see, you know, just kind of get the pulse of what uh, what people are thinking and and seeing how they feel about this. So, 
Uh, obviously, with everything going on right now, the Disney Cruise Line isn't sailing right now. It hasn't been for a couple months. So, would you, given you know, given everything that you know, would you rather cruise sooner with <coughs> certain restrictions that you know that'll keep you safe? So let's put the safety thing aside. Let's assume that the restrictions that they put in place are you know are designed to keep you safe and will keep you safe. Or would you just rather wait until you know all all it's all cleared and you know you'll have the full experience you know no no restrictions um so just uh just curious to get your thoughts ed what do you think so i was on a cruise ship as covid evolved i was quarantined on a cruise ship i was on a cruise ship that had coronavirus on it oh wow so yeah my ship unfortunately had coronavirus spread through it mm. so i am comfortable with the thought of it because i lived it mm. and so i'm i'm booked on a cruise in august i'm i'm ready for them to go on you know, they're going yeah awesome yeah because like i said i've experienced yeah. being on a cruise ship with covid yeah. so i'm comfortable with you didn't it. get sick did you no knock on wood thankfully yeah. um by the time they caught it on our ship they sent us each we got our own stateroom oh, so okay. i got upgraded from deck two to deck nine <laughs> um <laughs> and then they checked our temperatures before every meal made us wash our hands before every meal they served us rather than us serving ourselves yeah. on the line they only let two people per table closed every other table yeah um no social gatherings of more than six people so they um really did their best to stop the curve gotcha yeah so i my guess is that's probably gonna be a lot what it'll look like uh, going forward you know assuming it starts back up here in the next few months um christina how about you so i would go on a cruise in this current time i would be happy to go on a cruise tomorrow if they would take me but i don't think it would be worth paying for a disney cruise right now because i think some of the things that i really love about disney that make it worth paying that extra money are some of the things that might be going away so yeah. like character meet and greets stage and deck shows if those get like limited capacity like those are the so I've been on a couple of or I've been on one celebrity cruise and we were supposed to be on another celebrity cruise this July, um, and I would be happy to go on that or a Royal Caribbean cruise because they're just so much cheaper than Disney. Yeah. And if you're not going to get the things that make Disney so great, I would find sure. it a better use of money. Yeah. So I know I know with Disney World, um, people who have Disney vacations, you know, they're they're not opening all the hotels and they're moving people around to different resorts and stuff. So they're actually. Um, for you know for certain in certain situations they're discounting people's vacation packages i think i saw by you know up to 35 percent. so you know i guess i'm 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 guessing we may see some of that with disney cruise line if in fact it does resume um because i agree I, you can't you can't charge uh the prices that they charge the, you know the regular <laughs> pricing and and take a lot of the stuff away that makes disney cruise line um you know that premium experience so um, I agree with you on that, Brian. How about you? I'll get yeah, you. I'll think, come back to you, Ed. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would actually wait. Uh, we were scheduled to go on one in September. Mm -hmm. um, we moved it back a year, and I was actually originally, you know, I I think I'd be fine yeah. like going now, but you know, number one, we we would go with our family, and you know, if we needed to wear masks or something like that, 
I mean, we've got a three-year-old trying to keep a mask on a three-year-old. Right. It's like an exercise sure, in, yeah. in futility. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think, I, I think I'd kind of side with Christina's answer. If I knew I could go on something that was a little bit cheaper than what Disney sure. was, then I, then I'd go right away. But if it's going to be a Disney <clears> cruise and I knew that if I waited a year, like, like we're doing with our next cruise, yeah. um, and I could go and have the full experience, then I think I'd wait. Sure. Okay. Ed, do you want to say something else? Yeah, I did just want to throw in, I'm going on the fantasy in August and they do have frozen and princess meet and greet, um, available to book online. Mm. I'm going on August 31st on yeah. the Fortnite fantasy. So they, as of right now, it does seem that they're going to have some form of character meeting sure. greets to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that they, you know, that they take those away, given the fact that they did at Disney World. Um, you know, it seems if they're going to do it at Disney World, that you know, they're probably more likely to do it on Disney Cruise Line. But I, who knows? I, I have no idea. I hope they keep them. Um, this is a really, really hard one for me. Uh, we are booked on a cruise in September, and we're, you know, our final payment's actually coming up here pretty soon. So we've got to make a decision here. Um, but to me, really, it's. It's more about the experience. I'm not. I'm not so much worried about um, you know the virus. I, you know, obviously it's very serious, and you want to take it seriously. But I would go on the cruise. But to me, if if they're gonna substantially reduce the experience or take away from the experience, um, you know, that's that's kind of where we're on the fence. So to me, I think I'll choose. You know, wait and have the full experience, but we may be going on a cruise in September. So I, you know, it, well, it remains to be seen. I, who knows? Who really knows? Um, so, uh, that's it. The, the, that's the, that's the last of the, uh, the scenarios I had. This was really fun. I really appreciate uh, all of you coming on and having these, uh, these, uh, these discussions. All of you had some really good, uh, really good insight and really good things to say. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on. So, um, you know, uh, I, I'll, I'll reach out to each of you after the show's over and uh, just kind of uh, let you know what's going on. But thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having yeah, me. You're welcome. It. Yeah. Yep. And so take care, everyone. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I, uh, Ed, I hope you get to go on your cruise in, uh, in August. Um, and I hope you get to get back on the ship here pretty soon. Uh, thank Bri you, thank you. Yeah, Brian and Christina, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and take care, everyone. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, have a Bye -bye. great evening. Bye. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Hey.